<laughs> um, if we haven't met before, I'm Carissa, and I'd love to get to know you after service. Um, come say hi. I'd love to say hi to you. Um, but we are continuing on in our David series that we've been doing. Is this too loud? Okay. <laughs> I can never tell. I just won't scream. Um, so we're continuing on with our David series. Um, and we've been diving into this for just a couple of weeks, talking through David's anointing. We've talked about how God looks at the heart and not, um, he doesn't look at the appearances, but he looks at our insides. He looks at what's really going on in our souls. We talked about David and Goliath. That was a fun one. Um, and we talked about whose voice we're listening to. Because sometimes we think that we're listening to the voice of God, but sometimes we're actually just listening to the voice of fear. We're listening to all these other voices in our lives. Right? Do you guys remember that? Hello? <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> Anybody? Okay, good. I'm glad. So we're going to continue on this morning um, just with the David series. And I'm going to be talking about, um, we're going to be talking about Saul. King Saul. Everybody go, ooh, ooh. King Saul. And we're going to be talking about his jealousy. Because he's got some jealous issues, right? Right. We all do. <laughs> okay. Um, and actually, you guys, we're going to look at these um, chapter. So First Samuel 18 and 19. And these are really important chapters because we actually see that King Saul, his life was kind of going like this. Like he was anointed king. Things were going really well. And in these two chapters, literally his life goes like this. Boom. And then kind of up and then down again with his choices. Um, so if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn to 1 Samuel chapter 18. Um, we're kind of going to be, I'll give an overview of um, the two chapters that we're going to be talking about this morning, but we're going to be focusing on um, 1 Samuel 18 verses 5 through 9. Perfect. Let me turn there myself. I feel like we should have um, Jeopardy waiting music on during this time, you know, like the doo-doo-doo-doo. Oh. Yeah, who's doing that? Oh my gosh. Thank you, Debs. Can we give it up for the Deb and the worship team? Are you kidding me? The Deb? <laughs> Love it. Okay, 1 Samuel 18 through 19. Are you there? Raise your hand if you're there so I can see. Perfect. How about this section? Where? Are we ready? Okay, perfect. Let's continue. <laughs> All right, this is what the Word of God says. Verses 5 through 9. Whenever, whatever mission Saul sent David on, um, David was so successful that Saul gave him a high rank in the army. This pleased all the troops and Saul's officers as well. When the men were returning home after David had killed the Philistines, so after David had killed Goliath, this is the very next chapter, that's where we pick up. Um, the women came out from all the towns of Israel to meet King Saul with singing and dancing, with joyful songs, and with, oh dear, timbrels and lyres. <laughs> um, I don't know what those are, but they sound really fun. Um, as they danced, they sang, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his tens of thousands. So Saul was very angry. This refrain displeased him greatly. They have credited David with tens of thousands, he thought, but me with only thousands. What more can he get but the kingdom? And from that time on, Saul kept a close eye on David. 
So, you guys, this passage is actually, it's not funny, but it's kind of dramatic. Um, So, this is right after David had killed Goliath. David is coming back. He's returning home, and now he's this big hero. He's a big shot. You know what I'm talking about? He's like the MVP of the sports team. Like today, the Super Bowl, somebody's going to be MVP, right? Let's go sports, right? Yeah, cool. So, you have an MVP, I think, of the game. Um, and that's kind of like what David was, because he killed Goliath. It was amazing. But imagine yourself just in his shoes, Saul's shoes, for just a second. You have just watched this little child, basically, kill a Philistine. That's a huge giant. And then people start singing a song about how he's ten times better than you. You'd be low-key offended, too, right? Like, that's kind of... Kind of insulting. Imagine if your parents made a song about you and your sibling and how your sibling was 10 times better than you. That's happened? Okay. We'll talk later. (laughs) Anyways, you'd be a little upset too. But then the story goes on. So Saul just keeps it going. He doesn't address anything in his heart, but he keeps going. And basically, we then see that in verse 12... The next thing Saul does is he tries to kill David with a spear. So we kind of go from bad to worse. Saul does not make the situation better. Um, But it actually says in verse 12 that Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with David but had departed from Saul. Because God had anointed Saul to be king, but Saul disobeyed God. And so God had anointed David to take his place. And so Saul is just seeing that God is actually not with him anymore. Um, and so things keep going in this bad, bad cycle of Saul making bad, crazy choices and things keep getting worse. Um, so next what happens is Saul gives David more command in the army. He promises to give him one of his daughters in marriage, uh, kind of making bad situation worse again to keep him in the family. Um, but then he actually gives that daughter to another guy, which everybody go, that's not good. Um, so then Saul promises to give David his other daughter in marriage, and he's like, okay, you have to kill a hundred Philistines to do it. So David does that and marries Saul's other daughter. But it also says in verses 28 through 29 that when Saul realized that the Lord was with David again and that his daughter Michal loved David, Saul became still more afraid of him and he remained his enemy the rest of his days. So that is chapter 18. We just see Saul kind of taking a nosedive into, into jealousy and into envy um, of David. And we, then we see chapter 19 is really unfortunate because it's kind of the same stuff over and over. Because Saul's son, Jonathan, tries to talk to Saul and is like, what are you doing? David hasn't done anything to you. Um, and so Saul says, you're right. I won't kill him. And then a few verses later, he tries to kill him with a spear again. So... It's kind of the same thing over and over, but David escapes, thankfully. And you guys, does anybody know how long this goes on for? How long does Saul pursue David? The rest of Saul's life, that's correct. It's 15 years. Can you imagine that? For 15 years, Saul and David do this crazy cycle of trying to, Saul tries to kill him like all the time and David runs away and it's goes on for the next 12 chapters of the Bible, which is 15 years. Doesn't that sound exhausting? 
Yeah, no. <laughs> it sounds pretty exhausting to me. So, you guys, we're going to talk about what is going on in this story. What is going on in Saul's heart in this story? And so, the root of what is going on is he has a big problem with jealousy and with envy. And these things are not new concepts to us, right? How many of you have heard of jealousy or envy before? Yeah, so we've all heard about these things. And actually, it's really interesting because they've been talked about for ages. Do you guys know who Shakespeare is? He's a, an amazing poet and writer. He wrote a lot of plays, lots of different things. Um, well, he talked about that jealousy is like a green-eyed monster. Ooh. <laughs> Everybody go E again. <laughs> Just weird. <laughs> we don't want to do that. Um, but also, does anybody watch the show Once Upon a Time? Raise your hand. <laughs> okay, so I have a little picture. Does anybody know who that is? Her name's Zelina. She's the Wicked Witch of the West in this show. It's kind of about fairy tales, but it's great, I promise. Um, anyways, so this is Zelina, and she's the Wicked Witch of the West. And she has a problem because when she gets jealous or envious of someone, she turns green. So show the next picture. That's what she looks like when she gets jealous and envious of another person. And she does that a lot with her sister. It's, the drama is high, let me tell you. But anyways, this shows us too that not only does she change on the inside, but for her, when she gets jealous or envious, it changes her outsides. It changes her behavior. It changes the way she looks. It changes her perception of others. It's not a good look, right? Right? Not fun. But the interesting thing about jealousy, you guys, you can put her down. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> the interesting thing about jealousy is that it doesn't just touch one aspect of our lives. Jealousy has the potential to touch lots of different aspects of our lives in different seasons. So maybe you are jealous of people at school. Maybe you struggle with being envious of people's clothes or what people have or different friends that others have. Or maybe it's the grades that people get that you don't get. Or maybe it's their athletic abilities or who can drive first or who has more freedom. Or maybe you and your sibling get really jealous of each other. Maybe you get jealous and envious of people that can date before you, but later on in life, you guys, it kind of doesn't stop because there's always going to be things that we could be jealous of or envious of, right? Like, for example, if you're a young adult, you could be very jealous and envious of somebody who gets engaged or married, but also think about your whole life. It's going to be who has the biggest house, who has the nicest cars, who has the best job, who gets to go on the nicest vacations. You see that this cycle could never end if you let it control you, right? Yeah. So we're going to continue to talk about jealousy and envy. So definition, envy is the emotion of coveting what somebody else has. So envy is wanting what somebody else has. Maybe it's a material possession. Maybe it's, um, maybe it's their pet cat that is adorable, like mine. Um, <laughs> I can show you pictures later. Um, <clears throat> but jealousy is a little bit different than envy because jealousy is the emotion related to the fear that something you have will be taken away by someone else. So for ex this example with Saul and David, Saul was jealous 
of David because he was feeling afraid that his kingdom was going to get stolen away by David. Does that make sense? The, diff- the subtle difference between envy and jealousy? Yeah, a few of us? Cool. Um, and we'll continue to talk about that. Um, but we see that we can be jealous of so many different things. Maybe for you guys, um, guys and gals, if you play sports, maybe you're thinking in your mind right now that new person that joined your sports team, that's really good. And you're just feeling a little bit of something in your heart. Just a little something when they come around and they're doing good. Because you're like, maybe they're going to take my spot. Maybe there's not enough room for both of us on this team, right? And I think the thing about jealousy is we often really don't like to admit that we're jealous, right? It's kind of, it makes you feel kind of gross inside. It makes you feel like, you almost feel bad that you feel jealous, right? I've felt that way a lot. Um, but the fact of the matter is we have to start being honest about when we're jealous of others. So my own definition of what jealousy is, um, I don't know, I made it up, um, is jealousy is the belief that God does not have enough to go around. So jealousy is the belief that God does not have enough to go around. Basically, you're saying God does not have enough for me and so-and-so to coexist in the same space. God does not have enough talent for both of us, not enough good looks for both of us, not enough blessing for both of us. Not a, there's just God does not have enough for both of us to be together in the same place. So jealousy is the belief that God does not have enough to go around. And we don't often say that this is what we believe, but at the root of jealousy... We actually are not trusting God. And we'll, talk, we'll continue to talk about this. Um, so there's a whole range to jealousy, right? It can start with just wanting things that you don't have, wanting things that somebody else has. But it could even turn into more extreme things, like you have to tear other people down to make yourself feel better. Maybe you can't have a deep, close relationship with someone because you're really just jealous of them. Maybe even in some cases, and these are really extreme, like in in King Saul's case, but actually people kill each other because of jealousy. It's kind of crazy. There's actually a psychological condition called Othello syndrome or pathological jealousy that people are diagnosed with because they have chronic jealousy. Like they assume their spouse is always cheating on them without any, any evidence, anything. So it's kind of... Isn't that crazy? Like, people do crazy things when they're jealous, right? It's a little wild. It's like the Jonas, it's like the Jonas Brothers, the Nick Jonas song, <laughs> the jealous song. Is that who sings it, right? Okay, cool. We'll move on. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but people do crazy things when they get jealous. Okay. <clears throat> Where do you guys see people being jealous? Where do you guys see people being jealous? Do, can you think of any examples? Yeah. School, that's a big one. Any other ones? Yeah. Oh, family, kind of siblings or people that are in your family. Yeah, absolutely. Cousins, maybe. Any other places that you guys see people being jealous? Okay. Real talk, ladies. Sports? Yes? What? At the mall. mall. (laughs) True. True. (laughs) It's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, what about social media? Shoot. Okay, that's good. (laughs) But 
Okay, let me just talk about social media for a quick second. Love it so much. But social media is a breeding ground for envy and jealousy, right? It is. Because all you do is you scroll through people's things, the best of their lives, the most attractive parts of their lives, the most exciting things that they do. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to be honest. Sometimes when I scroll through social media, I start feeling something in my heart. Start feeling a little discontent. Start feeling a little... Well, maybe I need to do better things, or maybe I need to have those things. You start feeling a little bit unhappy, right? I won't make you raise your hand, but I can imagine a lot of us have been in that same place, right? Yeah, it's so easy to feel discontent and really jealous and envious of people when you're on social media. And there's lots of good things about social media, but I think I just want to, like ask us to think about that this morning. Ask us to have a heart check a little bit. Like, when you're scrolling online, are you really feeling just really jealous of people? And maybe there's a better way to live. Maybe there's a healthier way to live. Hey, gentlemen, thank you. So jealousy unchecked can cause big problems for those close to us and for ourselves. They really can. Um, And so we see Saul... Let's just look at what he, his little circle of influence. He caused so many problems for David, for his son Jonathan, for both his daughters, for his soldiers, for prophets, and for a bunch of people in Israel. We're going to keep reading on and continue in the series. But actually, Saul goes crazy enough that he just starts killing random people. Like, just because he needs to find David and he's so jealous of him. Saul causes a lot of issues for for others, but also look at how he destroyed his own life. It's really, really sad if you think about it. He kind of just let the jealousy take root in his heart, um, and it led to a lot of really bad choices for him. But it started really small. Um, And it's interesting because um, in Proverbs 27.4, this verse says, um, and Proverbs is a book of wisdom, so it just talks about... um, just says really wise things, and it says this about jealousy. It says, anger is cruel and wrath is like a flood, but jealousy is even more dangerous. And it's interesting because kind of with anger and with jealousy, those are related to big things like a flood. But if you think about jealousy, jealousy is just like a little tiny seed in your heart that doesn't sit right. It's just this small little thing that creeps into your heart if you let it, and it will take root if you let it stay there. But it also expresses itself differently. Jealousy can look like being really, really angry. could look like just being pretty bitter at people. It could look like soaking or pouting. That's my least favorite. <laughs> um, does anybody, do you guys know what I'm talking about? When like you sense somebody's jealous of you and they just pout or... People just honestly feel really inferior. I think when I feel jealous, that's how I feel a lot of the time. I'm not going to get angry about it, but I'll just sit there and feel like I don't mean anything. So it looks very different in different ways. Jealousy expresses itself differently. Um, I'll tell you a story, quick story from high school. (laughs) You're going to love it. Um, So I had this friend, my BFF. Does anybody here have a BFF? Yes. BFF. We were best friends since our freshman year of high school. 
But she had this friend. She had this friend that she had a lot in common with. She went to church with her. They were really close. They hung out a lot. She posted pictures of her on social media. She didn't do that for me. So in my heart, guess what started breeding in my heart? Jealousy. And I didn't know it at the time, but I was like, why do I feel this way when she starts talking about her friend? How much she loves her, how great she is. They do all this stuff together. They get their hair done and their nails done and their families are really close and all that. And I'm just sitting here like just something ugly is inside me, right? Like this little seed of like, I don't like that you're happy about that, right? And that's kind of what jealousy looks like. Super unfortunate, but really true. But the thing about Jesus is that he doesn't let us just stay in our jealousy and in our envy. He actually makes a way for us to live a better life outside of that. Um, And so I'm going to talk about just a few ways that we can continue to overcome jealousy and envy that begins in our heart. And so the, the points that I have are trust, obedience, character, contentment, selfless love and commitment, and you don't have to remember those, I'll go over them, but it sounds like um, toxic as an acronym, which is funny, but it's not. Anyways, we'll keep going. (laughs) Okay, first, we can overcome jealousy by growing in trust of the Lord. So, like I talked about, jealousy is kind of the belief that things that are that God has given us can be taken away by another person. And it's really interesting because in this story, Jonathan, who was Saul's son, you guys know Jonathan, right? We talked about him a little bit. Um, if anybody in this story had a right to hate David's guts, it would have been Jonathan, right? Because Jonathan was in line for the throne, and David was totally cutting in on that. But if anybody could have been upset, it should have been Jonathan. But he wasn't. He loved David. He submitted to David. He championed David. And he, Jonathan trusted God. Jonathan trusted that God's plan was best. He trusted that God knew what he was doing. And so that gave Jonathan this peace that God was in control no matter what. He was content with letting David do what God had called him to do. And the question that I have for us today is, are you willing to do the same? Are you content in your heart with letting God do what he wants to do without trying to control the outcome, without trying to make yourself the best? Proverbs 14.30 says, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. So we see in in the story of David we see that Jonathan chose to live at peace. He chose to, to be at perfect peace with who God is, but Saul chose envy, and that just led to a destructive life. So we have trust. Trust in the Lord can help us overcome jealousy, but also obedience. And this is really interesting because in 1 Samuel 15, um, this is the story actually of Saul disobeying God. God had told Saul exactly what to do, and Saul chose to not do that. Um, And God already actually told Saul he was taking the kingdom away from him because of his disobedience. But Saul didn't listen to that. Like, God gave him a direct, clear communication through the prophet Samuel, but Saul did not listen. 
Saul disobeyed. Um, and so we all know what it's like to not be happy for someone. But I think it's more of a question of obedience to the Lord and being happy for somebody else and what God has called them to do. So, like, imagine the presidential election. Imagine being, running for president, being elected by one side or the other, and then you're running for president between you and another person, and you lose. Can you imagine how envious and jealous you would be for just a second? That would be horrible. You would feel pretty bad, probably, right? But the thing is, you guys, is that we are called to obey what God has called us to. We are called to submit to the Lord's ways. And that means, and this is so hard. Okay, gentlemen, I need you guys to hone in just a minute. Thank you. Um, Can you just imagine for a second if you lost that presidential election? But as Christians, we're actually called to celebrate others. We are actually called to not live in envy and jealousy, but we're called to champion other people even when we don't get what we want. And that is really, really difficult, but that is God's way. So we have trust. Trust and obedience can help us overcome jealousy, but also our character can too. Um, And building our character in the Lord, which looks like being in his community, being in the word, that means praying, that means being devoted to him. But interestingly enough, Saul wanted the blessing of the Lord without the character to back it up. Saul wanted the good things from God, but he didn't want to have to do the work to get there. And we don't have to raise our hands, but a lot of us feel that way too. I would love it if God just blessed me but didn't make me do any of the hard work to get there, right? Or to maintain the things that he gave me. But God doesn't work that way. God wants us to have character to hold to the blessings that he's given us. We have to have good character in order to withstand blessing, which is really interesting to think about. And jealousy is really, it's interesting because it's really related to competition and comparison, and it's, inter- it's, it's interesting because sometimes it seems like guys are more prone to competition and girls are more prone to comparison, but there's a lot of overlap between those two. And it, it's interesting because um, we have to come to the conclusion that God made us the way he did for a reason, and that really relates to trust, that God gave you all the skills, he gave you all of the talents He gave you the way that you look. He gave you everything he did for a reason. And he's intentional about that because he loves you. For example, Debriana and I are different, right? I don't have any artistic, um, not any. I have little artistic talent and little worship talent. I try to make a joyful noise to the Lord, but it's, you know. Yeah, (laughs) it's a try. It's an effort. But the thing is, you guys, God makes us differently for a reason. And that sounds so cliche, but it'd be so boring if we were all the exact same human beings, right? Like, if there was no diversity in the kingdom, we'd all just be the same, and it'd be so boring. We don't need 12 of me. We actually only need one of me, and we don't need, like... We don't need um, everybody to look the same. We actually need each and every one of you to be who God's made you to be and stop trying to compare and compete with other people to like weed other people out 
because there's enough room for all of us in the kingdom. There's enough room for you at God's table. So we can overcome jealousy by trust, obedience, character, and contentment. Contentment has been such a struggle for me in my life, if I'm being really honest with you. Um, Because I don't know if anybody else, I think it actually roots in jealousy, which is interesting, um, and envy of what I don't have. But I don't know if you guys ever relate to this, but I always think about the next season. Like, when Jeff and I were dating, I was like, I cannot wait to be married. Like, I just need to be married, and nothing's going to be good until we're married. (laughs) And... You know, it's good to want that, but at the same time, I was so discontent in my heart that I was missing out on what God had for me in the present season. And that's really easy for all of us to do. If we're not content in the Lord, then it's really easy to get distracted by even good things in the future. Um, and so Proverbs 19, 23, good old Proverbs, so many good things to say, but it says this, the fear of the Lord leads to life. Then one rests content, untouched by trouble. So when we submit to God, when we trust that God's plans are best, we actually will have more contentment in our lives too and not compare ourselves and root out those jealous thoughts in our lives. So then we have selfless love, and that's from 1 Corinthians 13.4. We all know the passage about love. It's amazing. Um, And it says that love is patient and kind, And I never really focused on this part, but it actually says that love does not envy. It's really interesting. Love does not envy the other. Love champions the other. Love gives preference to the other. And lastly, we are to commit to be honest about talking about the roots of our jealousy in our lives. And that's not a fun thing to do because that means getting down to maybe it's identifying that you struggle with not liking yourself. Maybe you just feel really insecure. Maybe there's people that have told you bad things about you. Maybe somebody said something hurtful about you, and you feel like you need to cut other people down to make yourself feel better. But whatever those roots of jealousy are, do not be afraid to commit with the Lord to talking about those and to addressing those.